Hey guys, welcome to episode 21 of Simple Ken. This is actually a reshoot because I recorded the episode before and lost the footage. Join me for episode 21. The last episode was fun. I had uh, Jason on it and before that I had Tara on it. So my inner friend circle has been covered with uh, Simple Ken and uh, there are a lot more to go. Uh, it's like a never-ending supply of guests because I'll just get my friends. And um, also the goal was to get guests that you would not necessarily see on other streams. Um, I also collaborated with all comics anyway in their streams and in the stuff they do. So it's also a fun way for me to turn friend conversations since I'm so bad at keeping in touch into episodes. I uh, What have I been doing this week? You know, guys, this whole PS5 release is really... Um, I can't believe that the guy from Delhi trademarked PS5 so that the, the release would get delayed. See, stuff like this really happens to us because, you know, because we don't deserve good things. I just... So uh, if that's been on my mind, I've been watching the Spider-Man Miles Morales videos on loop. Um, I spoke to Rohan Joshi and he already started playing it. It's blasphemous. But you know, he said he's not going to buy the PS5 till some games are out. But PS5 for me is more than just buying a gadget. It's, um, it sounds like I'm advertising for it. I'm not. <laughs> it's the PS5. Five is going to be the first console I can afford to buy when it's released. When the PS4 came out, I didn't have enough money. I never had a console. Console. Uh, Jason, even though he claims to not be a rich... I didn't bring this up in Jason's episode. But Jason had the first iPod. Yeah, when the iPod came out in America, Jason had it in India. And he had PlayStation 1 and 2. No, I think he had PlayStation 1. And can you imagine... I was playing that uh, gun gun nonsense shit <laughs> and playing, I don't even remember, Street Fighter on that cassette tape video game. And he had PlayStation 1, which used a disc. Yeah, so now the PS5 coming out is the first time I can afford to buy a console when it releases. And I think that means a lot because it's kind of like this whole childhood resentment of not having cool things. And it's not my parents' fault. They... They had priorities and they couldn't afford to buy such an expensive console for a console for a child. But uh, that's why I'm excited. It's I know I'm going to buy it and I'm not going to feel anything. It's just going to last for 10 minutes. And even the PS4 I have now, I barely use it. Once in a while when a game comes out, I use it. It's just it's the classic irony of when you have time, you don't have the money. And when you have money, you don't have the time. Um, I haven't also taken my motorcycles out for a good run. It's a shame, Kenny. You, go, you, you have everything you have, what you dreamed of when you were young and it's not enough. Actually, it is enough. I, I guess I'm just bored. So first question is from uh, Upa De Rock. Is this an anagram? Hi, man. I'm Anup Singh. It's cool to see you set something interesting for your audience. Anup Singh. Okay, so he's Punjabi, I guess. Anup, I can see APO anagram in Opa Direct. I'm just fascinated by how you guys choose a username. 
when um, it's cool to see you said something interesting for your audience when everyone's going through their own rough patches through the pandemic your work has got me to the beginning of my college and i'm hopefully graduating this year okay i'm saying hopefully i love i love hearing that there are a lot of college students who i was a companion for during all these years and that's amazing cuz um content creators and comedians were my companions when i was growing up so it feels wonderful that i can do the same in some small way um i also love these comments where they like any i grew up watching you in school and now i'm in college and i'm like wow as pretty i forget i'm 29 turning 30 next month but it's so nice to hear that thank you for saying that anup i live in Tri- trivandrum kerala with my family your name is anup singh so are you malayali is one of your family members punjabis interesting mix i live in trivandrum kerala with my family when the first lockdown was declared i like how you said first <laughs> i was thinking about all the settlements in india like east india company i don't know and where people would have to constrict themselves into small spaces for weeks or months that's true when i started listening to your long recording i was out on my terrace in the midst of pachapam haritabavam if that's the right way to pronounce it which means everything green and nature bound oh and i felt very blessed and grateful for the same oh that's a nice that's a nice way of how a, a tough sounding malayalam slogan not slogan proverb makes you feel better for me the something that really resets me when i'm in a terrible demotivated mood is i read a book um not fiction like an autobiography or a story of someone who's really achieved a lot by working hard and that really <laughs> inspires me just resets me i go from ah oh, my career sucks what am i doing with my life to like there's so much to do i love it it's a wonderful reset on motivation uh, for him it's going to his terrace and saying a very difficult malayalam proverb what's your take on kerala because how we interact with people definitely looks and feels very malayali like what does that mean what is very malayali like and the malu uncle reference you did was spot on even i wasn't aware of that wow so it you were spot on even though you weren't aware of it that's some next level relatability dude where i make you aware of things you didn't know but it was spot on am i a genius so cheers man stay blessed keep doing your thing thank you anup this is such a wonderfully worded message so many he so many things we get to know his background we get to know how he feels emotionally uh, and he's asked a question and he's send me a wonderful encouragement at the end of it um i took this question up because i haven't spoken about kerala as much as i want to i did make a video on kerala uh, which is about um traveling to kerala and my relationship with it it was with navin and made a vlog out of it it was fun and um a lot of people think i was raised in kerala i wasn't i've never stayed in kerala for more than 2 months um my dad was posted in cochin when he was in navy for maybe when i was a baby so i don't have any any conscious memory of being in kerala i mean obviously kerala for me was my vacations where every year i used to get a sweet two months school holidays and um used to go every year and it's sad but um it was like the childhood bubble right where i used to go to my uncle's house and life was amazing and uh everyone was happy and um we went to the stream uh, to take bath to do we used to pluck mangoes from the trees and run around and and then as i grew older i realized the f- so many family dynamics 
and the the beautiful pristine image of kerala was shattered like most things happen most things get shattered when you become an adult and you find out that oh that family is going through a lot and um, you only saw the fun side you didn't see the struggles and stuff and and also i my my native place is in pala and pala also i didn't know till i was older is one of those places in kerala which is foreign funded like a lot of the people go to dubai or america wherever and they pour in money back so i saw these amazing houses in pala and i thought like kerala is this fancy place with amazing houses and i realized no only pala is like that but when i look back i have a very interesting mix of experiences main thing is uh my dad being in the navy and um, kerala is very uh, matriarchal in some places like pala is i might be completely wrong i'm just talking about my perspective my uncle for example my other uncle um my dad's brother um his wife used to manage the finances and still does of the house which was strange for me when i compared to my house which is more classical where my dad manages the money but it was very interesting to see how my uncle used to earn money and give money to her and then she used to decide what happens in the family financially cuz she was much more good at it much better at it and that was very cool to see but at the same time my dad told me when he when i was a baby and he used to um pick me up apparently uh, people in kerala used to kind of like mock him for you know doing what a mom should do but my dad ignored it cuz my dad's pretty cool and awesome so so at the same time when i think is matriarchal my dad also reminds me that no it's not it's not as matriarchal as you think but um also education is a very important aspect in my family and kerala is very pro education again i'm not generalizing and not saying kerala is full of geniuses but i'm just talking from my experience where just in my family um, people have very high iqs like my dad went to iit there are four or five professors in my family my auntie is a chemistry professor um, my grandparents one of them was an english literature teacher another one was an economics teacher if i'm not wrong and all my cousins are brilliant like they have very high iqs and my dad's dad focused on education so much to a point where i think that was more important than relationships i think it was my grandfather's idea for my father to go to the defense which my dad tells me he was not very inclined to do but his father saw a lot of benefits like the defense covers your education it gives you allowance it eventually gives you pension and um, i think my grandfather saw it as a one way ticket for my dad to escape the confines of kerala because uh, i mean my dad was very good in studies and he was a top of his class and i think my grandfather could see that he would just be a top of the class get a job in kerala and just live and die there but i think pushing my father into um something i think my dad was 16 or 17 when he joined the defense then he went into nda so it's <laughs> so it's like putting a child into the wild right and my dad blossomed from that experience and i think my family has uh, my family's slogan i think is put yourself out there and get better i think um, 
it would be very disappointing in my family if you don't learn something or get better from what you were from before and i think that's a good motto to have um, all my cousins are doing really well in um, in their own fields right yeah i don't know if that's a kerala thing or just my family and also coming to defense um, um till 5th grade 5th standard i was my father was in the defense so till then i we kept transferring and i was exposed to people from every part of the country so i know this might sound political but till recently i was never aware of how different i am right like that i'm a catholic mallu from bangalore like i never thought of it like that uh, yeah i mean i maybe i only thought of myself as oh i i'm from bangalore but nothing more than that but recently i think there is this bizarre focus on who you are and what religion you follow and where you're from um because i never felt like that because when you're in the defense you're in a school of people who have transferred from all over the country so being different was normal right in my class there was not a large percentage of people from the same state it never happened they wouldn't be like 50% of the class won't be from bihar or orissa or maharashtra or karnataka it was always diverse and everyone spoke different languages so the only connecting languages were hindi and english because everyone had their own native so everyone is multi bilingual i mean not multi bilingual or trilingual multilingual is that a word and so for me i my formative years i was used to people being different i would assume that you're from a state i don't know or you speak a language i don't know and that was normal and i think when i came to bangalore i was still in kendra vidyalaya even though i completely criticize kendra vidyalaya rightfully so for how terribly they treat their students um i mean i was literally hit i mean it's a human rights violation i could file cases against my teachers who physically hit me um which is not cool and i haven't forgotten it and i remember them by name and i'm thinking can you retroactively you know file for abuse anyway um sorry that was too serious but i really have a lot of um resentment to my teachers who thought it is okay to physically harm a child for discipline sake um uh, so yeah so uh, coming to um i know i've said <laughs> with tara jokingly we want to whack kids but obviously we are joking but what's even more incredible to me is a teacher who doesn't even it's not related to you has no rights over you physically hitting you is just appalling um and if you're in school right now and you if your teacher hits you by the way it's not normal you can totally do something about it um anyway so what were they saying so in kendra vidyalaya also even though my dad retired from the navy i was still surrounded by people from all over the country because for example one of my classmates would be the son of someone of a scientist from anil and another one would be a forgy kid and their economic status is very different a forgy kid and a scientist kid scientist kid has a lot more money so i was exposed to different economic backgrounds and different states well till till my 12th um only after my 12th is when i started realizing oh i'm bangalorean and kannadigas and um i'm south indian and then recently without the political climate is being i was made aware that i'm also catholic and um which never crossed my mind before so um i i guess kerala is a very small part of 
how I'm shaped. But I think it would be lovely for you guys to also think about, I mean, while answering this question, I went on this wonderful adventure of where I've come from. And um, you should try that too. I think you should pretend like Anup asked you this question. Uh, how much has your native state influenced who you are and what you do? I think Kerala is a very small part of it. But um, yeah, I am. I won't lie. I'm naturally drawn to South Indians because I guess I don't generalize it, but they're usually less uh, confrontational. Uh, I guess when I hang out with people from the north, I I don't have <laughs> the capacity to be that. Um, what's the right word without pissing off anyone who's from North India? Um, I know I might sound like I'm also separating people by where they're from. But this was an observation I got from stand-up actually, where when you perform in South India, East, West or North, there's a massive difference and it's quite cool actually culturally. But um, all I'm saying is that I I can't handle most Punjabis. Yeah, I said it. I love them though, but uh, too much energy. Uh, Simple Ken, uh, that's the name of the show. Aam Kachar, thank you. That's the next uh, question from Aam Kachar. Straightforward. Username, great videos, Kenny. Thanks for taking time out for this. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I love taking time out for this because I get wonderful messages like this. I did a survey on Instagram asking what projects of mine do you look forward to? And everyone unanimously said Simple Ken. It's amazing how, how much this show means to you because it means a lot to me. And I get very skeptical when both parties like it. Usually it's always one way. Like for example, when I do stand-up, you do it so much that it stops being fun for you, but the audience loves it. And vice versa is when you do, um, I don't know, an Instagram story or something stupid and the audience is like, what's that? But I had a lot of fun. This is one of the few things where both parties enjoy it. So I'm very skeptical. Um, You haven't picked any of my questions yet. Of course, with so many questions, I understand that the odds are against me. Still, humanity rests on hope. I, they still do after 2020. Okay. So here I'm posting yet another question bearing the risk of disappointment next week. It's <laughs> a poet. It could also be because I don't ask for advice about problems in my life. You seem to tend towards picking those questions. Okay. First of all, listen up, Aam Kachar. I don't pick questions like that. Maybe I do. Or maybe because they touch a subject that is intriguing. Okay. I don't always just take questions that... Makes me give advice. I'm Kachar. But I'm really not keen on asking those kinds of questions on a social media platform. Oh, okay, buddy. You're anyway anonymous. Instead, I would like to know more about you. Okay, this I know I know where it's going. My question. What do you do when you have time to spare from shooting, editing, etc.? I heard somewhere that you like watching YouTube videos before going to sleep. What else do you like doing? Do you still paint? Do you swipe on Tinder when bored? Sorry if it seems like multiple questions. It doesn't seem like it is multiple questions, but I really want to know more about you. Hope you pick my questions. Stay happy, stay safe. Keep making awesome videos. Okay. First of all, I don't swipe on Tinder when I'm bored. I'm 29. Enough of that stuff. Nothing wrong with it. Just can't do that stuff anymore. I was on dating websites for a while, but it's... um, I don't know, man. I, I feel if you automate... Not automate, but make that also an app thing for me 
my whole life is based on social media and content and digital stuff <laughs> i don't want to make my dating life also that um but if if you are using it please go ahead i think it's really helpful for some people it's true though um what do what do you do you have time to spare from shooting and editing i don't actually uh most i like this pandemic has i have been sleeping a lot i've been very grateful i've been sleeping so i sleep 8 to 10 hours okay it's awesome then i get up and i have meals if you have three meals that's an hour each i take an hour i eat fast but i try to watch something or chill i like so those three hours are gone 10 hours are gone uh so 30 hours are gone and then after that sh- shooting simple can for example if you count today takes about an hour to edit and two hours sorry hours to an hour to shoot and two hours to edit three hours gone 16 hours already and then i usually read for two hours which is awesome because i can because now because of the pandemic i can't travel anywhere so i have a lot of time that we would have gone into like going to an open mic uh, so that's gone 16 and then i also started playing chess because same rana who is the inventor of chess in india um he has asked me to be on comedians on board so chess on board sorry comedians on is that com- yeah comedians on board so you'll be three the third and i said yes and bizarrely i'm into chess right now so i play around i play chess for an hour so that's 17 and um um i meditate that takes about 20 minutes and why include that and i exercise every alternate day that's another hour and a half because you work out and then you take bath and you're recovering from the shock you gave your body 18 so um, and what else yeah maybe i watch a movie that's two hours so as you can see here uh, my day usually or if i do a stream that's another two hours so my day gets over pretty quickly i usually don't have time because of the pandemic i do because otherwise i'll go to an open mic or add uh traveling to another city for a show for a corporate show or a college show um and i'm working on a brand project or shooting something which is not simple can could be making a reel which takes about half an hour to shoot and edit so yeah it's um i would say that i'm very conscious about the time of of the time of day i have not i'm i don't have experiences where i'm like are where did the whole day go i'm very aware of my time of day so i do paint i do paint and sculpt i mean i sculpt i mean i do little clay stuff now but i do paint once in a while i mean canon chip also is technically account as drawing i mean i draw the key sketch and um speaking of key sketch i want to say how be- beautifully formatted um amka acha's um comment is is very beautifully written i really like it i as i said time and money i have two motorcycles that i don't get time to ride now i do i ride once in two weeks which is very sad actually so there is and i don't game anymore because if i game i feel very guilty so usually if it's a game i'm looking forward to for example spiderman or uh assassin's creed then maybe i'll play but that also doesn't last for too long cuz i'm i'm very scared of wasting time youtube watching before i sleep is something i'll do for the rest of my life i have been doing that since 2007 since youtube came to india it's one of my favorite things to do it's um it's beautiful because i see youtube as a rough notebook of the entire world's creativity it's where you make something that brings you joy for example a video where your dogs you've voiced over your dog 
and your dog's farting or something and it makes you laugh and you put that up on youtube and anyone in the world can watch it i think it's amazing it's a way to see art for free and i think that's incredible not just youtube like instagram or um pinterest or this content and it's and and everything i've ever learned i've learned from youtube i learned how to edit how to design so it's just incredible i just watch vfx breakdowns of movies i used to do this before the corridor cruise series which you should check out which is called vfx artist Re- react i just love <laughs> just strange videos about the world like one video will be how an octopus can camouflage the next video will be like this is how they did the visual effects in lord of the rings then the next video will be a cover of a song by some girl sitting in a bedroom who has the voice of an angel and the next video is how to maintain your motorcycle and another video is how to invest in the stock market and another video is the playstation 5 how they used ssds to change how games are loaded in a console console and how that will affect game design forever and i'm just like this app this is like seven videos such a wide range and then there'll be another interview of an amazing person i mean like steve jobs or gates or um dilai lama i can just watch a 10 minute conversation about them it's incredible and that's the stuff that's in my brain before i go to sleep i love doing that shit it's awesome and also now that i'm in goa i go play with some dogs also <laughs> yeah the, the, the dog so if sometimes i go down i nicely smother some dogs it's a great life uh next question by sasha singh hi i hope you're doing well i'm 16 and in high school oh we have a young listener i sometimes feel like i don't have any close friends i do have a fair a fair amount of friends oh okay we don't have close friends okay but i don't feel like i'm part of any friend group like if i go to a party then everyone has a group but i don't have one that makes me feel kind of lonely sometimes i've been trying to work on myself because i think that if so many people don't want to be friends with me then i must be doing something wrong but for now i wish i had closer friends how do you deal with this hey yo okay first of all sasha you're very adorable and wonderful way of formulating this question and also kudos to you for saying that i must be doing something wrong instead of saying i'm there's something wrong with me that's a wonderful approach that also um i will not dismiss your problem just because you're 16 and be like oh friends are just a phase when you're 16 you're right yeah that's the most important thing in your life and uh, i think it's also the age you figure out how friendships work it's good that you do have friends is just that you feel like you're not close to them what really helps me is figuring out how many friends i actually want i used to also feel like this as good to parties and i used to just hate the fact that some people walk into a party and they know everybody and i'm still like hi i'm kenny but do you really want close friends because close friends are a lot of maintenance like once you get close friends your friend will be like hey we need to do this stuff together and if you don't do the stuff together your close friend gets upset or you get close to someone else and this first close friends like how are you getting close with her so it is a lot of maintenance okay and and second you figure out 
Sasha, what is definition of close friends to you? Is it having a group of people in a party? Is it talking to someone every day? Is it um, playing together uh, every evening somewhere? Uh, is it going for classes together? Sorry, I'm drinking some water. Water. Um, so you need to figure out what is your definition of close friends. Maybe, Sasha, good news. Some of your friends consider you as a close friend, but you don't see it that way. So your definition of close friends first figure out what is important to you. And then you're like, actually, I don't miss having close friends. I just want someone to talk to every day and, and start doing that with a friend and see if they get annoyed or they also like talking to every day. Um, or you can get two birds with one stone. Maybe you also want to focus on playing a sport more or want to go for walks more. Then have a friend that you can go for walks with. Or you want to start gaming, have a friend that you say, hey, every Friday we're going to game together. I don't know if you're into gaming. But yeah, I think I was in my head too much when I was 16. And I used to assume that if something is happening, it's my fault. But I keep forgetting that they are also going through some stuff. So also there's a pandemic going on, Sasha. Maybe they're freaking out. Um, 16 means 10 standard, right? Or ninth standard. Um, I was I was born December thirty first. That's why I keep getting confused. I was always the youngest guy in my class. So when I finished twelfth, I was seventeen. So I was in college at seventeen. So um, yeah, Sasha, I hope that helped. And um, thank you for listening to Simple Ken. And I would just say, don't don't. Um, it could be worse, Sasha. You could not have any friends. You do have some friends. And this friend group thing also has a lot of maintenance, I'm telling you. So you're in a good position. Maybe you just need one friend. And I'm happy with... I would have been happy with having one or two friends. I'm lucky to have more than that. And as you grow older, Sasha, you'll realize they only get lesser. And the same friends kind of stick on. Also, you have college to look forward to. Some people I know are closer to their college friends than their school friends and vice versa. So, a lot to look forward to. And uh, this last question is by Pratham S. This was a fun rant. The ending was a bit abrupt though. Would love to see another long recording of you with Tara. Oh yeah, this question actually I took from Tara's website. Um, not website, Tara's video. Uh, actually the ending was abrupt because Tara's phone um, died while we were recording the episode. So after we finished, we found out later. That's why the last 20% is missing and it is a very nice 20%. So I regret that that part is not there. But um, I'll do more with Tara if Tara's game. Also, I was curious, what is your perspective on people who are on 9 to 5 job and want to explore the creative side, like maybe painting a music? Like how should they transition, make a reality check to switch to the other side? Many times it's just an impulsive feeling and not passion. Also was surprised with two episodes Simple Ken coming so soon. Thanks, take care. I'm sorry, Pratham, that you're surprised that I'm so productive. It's getting ridiculous. Getting ridiculous up in here, man. Huh? Being sarcastic with my regularity. So, by the way, I re-recorded this episode. Huh? Otherwise, this would have been out today, which is Tuesday. But uh, look at, look at, <laughs> look how I'm doing my job. Uh, Pratham, I took this question because I have answered this differently in other episodes, but I wanted to talk about the 9 to 5 aspect. 
have worked in 95 for 3 months when i was in college because i wanted so desperately to make money and be self sufficient so i tried everything so i was i was uh, uh, simultaneously doing college and working a 95 job excuse me which means that i bunked college for 3 months thank you for that degree my college i really appreciate it um i took this question cause when you have something as a passion it's a lot of fun the reason that i'm assuming you are doing painting and music right now and when you do your 9 to 5 job and on the side you do painting and music it's very fulfilling cuz you're like oh this is so nice i feel free you feel free because you're not earning a living out of it so the moment you do what you love and also make a living off of it there is a certain shittiness that gets added to it if you didn't have a identified job and you only did painting as your livelihood you no longer can paint what you want you start having deadlines for paintings your clients have a specific request for painting styles that you might not want to do but you have to do because you want that money and that paycheck even music man i don't even get me started on how you make money with music you can't i mean you if you're making money through music you're very 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 lucky you're more blessed than a stand up comedian because i think it's far harder to be a musician than and make money than being a stand up comedian in in india because a stand up comedian the just the tech requirement is a mic and speakers which most auditoriums have music involves you having oh my god like a mixer and good sound and equipment which is so expensive and an audience who's going to come to see you that's going to at least even out of uh, even out your cost right so nine having a 9 to 5 and doing something on the side is amazing do that that's the ideal goal people underestimate how awesome it is to have a 9 to 5 job you don't have to take care of employees you only have a boss to please you are getting a monthly income you get benefits from the company you get healthcare if your company gives it to you sometimes company gives you a car you i mean there's so many benefits to working in a company and um you if you do your job well you might get promoted you might get bonuses that's lovely and and on the weekends if especially you you have a 9 to 5 job and they don't overwork you you can come home in the evening and switch off you don't have to think about your company you don't have to think about your career too much you know and on the weekends you can do what you love which is music or painting and if you start making money on that great that's extra income use that to invest in some good cool shit or invest in yourself or go on vacation with that as surplus income you're getting never quit your 9 to 5 job unless you are making twice of what you are from your 9 to 5 job from your passion and then voila what a beautiful transition there is no doubt you're like yo my paintings are making me twice as much as i make from my salary and i have a good client list i can quit my job so the answer comes to you when you do it this way anyway it's not a it's a no brainer yeah i, I it just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean it's bad and just because you have a passion yes does not mean you will have that same passion for 30 years if you like painting and music today you might not like it 20 years later so be very careful to make your passion your career do i think i'll do stand up till i'm 50 60 i don't know i don't think so cuz obviously you grow as a person your likes and dislikes change maybe i would like to get into teaching but if you have a job that is not attached to your liking or dislikes and you make money out of it and it serves the function of 
giving you a financial um give gives you an income right then you do something for passion is beautiful because you have something for income and something for passion mixing both is not as pleasant as you think also you when you work and you get feedback or corrections or pushback from a client it's not personal it's just work but if you become a musician or a painter and you get feedback or pushback it really hurts because it's you it's your expression it's who you are it's your talent so it's not as emotionally um stable as well so there's financial volatility and emotional volatility it's not as amazing as you think so thank you for this question pratham and uh, yeah i hope you're not surprised too much with this episode coming out it was um it was a good week though i had because i've been reading a lot about so many things i've been reading about um financial stability i've been reading about where you are types of career what age and i think i have this privilege because i started working from a very young age so i kind of feel like i have a 3 4 year head start and i'm very lucky that my stand up career worked out so i also know how it feels to do what you love and i also know how it feels to work for a company and i also um know the value of saving money uh, the value of working and getting skills i i realize every single thing i've done has always helped with something else when i was 21 i edited a feature film that editing knowledge that living with that deadline and that pressure kind of prepared me for more deadlines and pressures and taking up responsibility um i did some training for corporate peeps when i was 21 22 on personality development i learned theater when i was young which has helped me with my stand up i learned graphic designing on youtube which helped me gain income when i was in college so i think from a very young age i was lucky that i focused on getting skills and saving money and delaying instant gratification for a long time so that now at least now in my 30s i can cool down a bit and do things now for passion i know it sounds bizarre but even stand up as a job is very stressful because when i used to do stand up for fun you make the silliest joke you, it could be dumb or smart didn't matter because you're just doing it for yourself but now i am writing a, a special which a um my client has to be very happy if it's um if the special is being bought right i have to give them a good product worth the money they're giving me and my audience has to enjoy it and my older audience has to enjoy it while newer audience has to still also enjoy it and so obviously you're not going to please everyone and at the same time you have to get better at it but are you really getting better at it if you are so worried about the outcome because if i didn't care about the outcome i would just keep making jokes making more mistakes experimenting more failing more and then i would get better but i can't fail as much so it's it's um with anything right you underestimate how complex something is until you get into it like the classic example is when your mom has to travel for a month and the whole house comes crumbling down and that's when you realize the value of your mom 
I mean, applies to dads as well. And um, anyway, I'm blabbering on. I think this is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And um, also, audio listeners, I have a very sweet um, part of my heart reserved for you. Not that the video listeners don't matter. It's just that I find it fascinating that you guys only listen to this. <laughs> it's really cool. Thank you for doing that. I mean, I do invest a lot to make sure the sound quality is nice. So thank you so much for uh, uh, listening Only audio-wise, uh, that's also very interesting to me. Uh, the Apple and the Google podcast listeners, thank you. And um, for the video, guys, thank you so much for watching my face. Also, please leave questions in the comments or on my Instagram page, which is Simple Ken Podcast. Please leave questions because more and more, um, it's getting harder to get fine questions because most of you are writing very sweet things in the comments, but you're not writing questions. You don't even have to write questions. Maybe just... Uh, Put a thought out there or a subject that you would like me to explore or something you want me to talk about. And because also what's happening is you guys un- unconsciously pick up what I'm saying from the episode and ask me the same question. So right now you, you heard this and you'll ask a question that I was talking about anyway. So a lot of those questions get canceled out because I'm like, Ayo, you've done this unconscious thing of listening to something and then asking that back as a question. So... But um, yeah, it's a lot of work for you guys. My feedback is mostly for you guys. But thank you for listening. I had fun recording this. And um, until the next episode, don't get too surprised, guys, including Pratham. Hopefully you have a wonderful week ahead. Yeah, I said week because I'm not doing monthly anymore. Booyahs. Okay, guys, I'm going to say bye now. Have a wonderful uh, day ahead of you. Ta-ta, bye-bye. Stop.